Hey, Leading Learning listener, if you represent a membership organization looking for ways to expand your online course catalog rapidly with high quality content, we have good news. At leadinglearning.com AMA, you can find out how to make online training from the American Management Association available to your learners. Through a partnership between AMA and Tagoras, the parent company of Leading Learning, you can give your learners access to more than 70 e-learning modules covering essential business topics ranging from leading and innovating, to managing projects effectively, to working in hybrid teams. For details on how to grow your catalog with courses from a true global leader in management training, visit leadinglearning.com AMA. If you're a leader, or an aspiring leader in the business of lifelong learning, you're in the right place. I'm Salisa Steele. And I'm Jeff Cobb, and this is the Leading Learning Podcast. Hello, and welcome to episode 40 of the Leading Learning Podcast. In this episode, we talk with Kelly Palmer, who is the recently appointed Chief Learning Officer of Degreed, a company that aims to revolutionize how we find, track, and measure lifelong learning. Before we get to that interview, though, we want to be sure to highlight our annual Leading Learning Symposium, an event designed specifically for senior leaders at organizations in the business of lifelong learning, continuing education, and professional development. The symposium takes place this year on October 24th and 25th in Baltimore, and we already have a great group coming together for it to find out what the symposium is all about and to see the great things that last year's attendees had to say about it. You can visit the event website at symposium.leadinglearning.com. We would also like to thank WebCourseWorks, makers of the Course Stage Learning Management System, for being the sponsor for this episode of the Leading Learning Podcast. And you can find out more about WebCourseWorks at webcourseworks.com. Now, Jeff, you had the opportunity to talk with Kelly Palmer of Degreed. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, that was a, a really interesting conversation. Uh, Degreed is one of a number of companies that we track that um, is capitalizing on what Peter Drucker probably would have called incongruities in the current market for lifelong learning. And, and basically, this is the gap between what was and what now is. And, and in this case, Degree has recognized that, um, as we've talked about many times, that people are now learning in so many different ways. They always have, but because of what the web has now enabled, what the internet has enabled, there are just myriad ways in which each of us is going about learning on a day-to-day basis. And there's an increasing recognition that this is incredibly important, that it may even be as important as uh, what the traditional markers of our learning have been, which are the degrees uh, that we earn. So Degreed is basically out to uh, what they call jailbreak um, the, the degree and provide a platform where people can really easily find lifelong learning opportunities, track them, measure them, uh, keep them in a learning profile, uh, certainly for their own benefit, but then also something that they're going to be able to show to employers over time, and employers can capitalize on this. So that's the opportunity that Degreed is pursuing. And then recently, um, they've brought on Kelly as the chief learning officer. She came over from LinkedIn. She'd been at Yahoo before that. She's been at Sun Microsystems. So, I mean, she really has quite a, a track record herself as a uh, learning leader, 
And so we talked about, you know, uh, what the opportunity is that uh, the degree is pursuing. We talked about, you know, why is now the right time to, to bring in that chief learning officer role? A degree that has been at it for, for quite a while now, and we've written about them before. In fact, we'll link to some of what we've written before. And then, of course, you know, because she is somebody who's really immersed in learning, she is an evangelist for learning, we talk about uh, her perspectives, you know, what she thinks the most compelling trends are right now, where she sees learning going. So really, really interesting conversation. Well, that sounds great. I look forward to hearing what Kelly has to say. Hi, this is Jeff Cobb with the Leading Learning Podcast, and I am really excited today to be joined by Kelly Palmer, who is the relatively new Chief Learning Officer at Degreed. And Degreed, which is basically like college degree with a D on the end. Degreed.com is a very interesting company that we're going to be talking about more in the um, podcast. But Kelly herself, before joining Degreed, has played top learning roles at companies like LinkedIn and Yahoo and Sun Microsystems. So very distinguished resume, lots of experience. Kelly, welcome to the Leading Learning Podcast. Thanks so much. I'm so happy to be here today. Thanks. Well, we're thrilled to have you here, and you know, I want to talk about some of the, the great experiences you've had and the great insight uh, that, that you bring to the table. I suspect, though, we should probably start out with talking a little bit about Degreed, um, the, the company you've recently joined, and I, I, I think probably a lot of listeners will be familiar with Degreed, but there's probably quite a few who are not. So maybe if you can tell us just a little bit about you know, what Degreed is, you know, why it exists, uh, kind of what problem it's trying to, to solve or, or, or capitalize on. Yeah, absolutely. If you think about uh, learning and the paradigm shift that's going on in the industry right now, um, there's there's a big change going on. And I think Degreed is really unique in, in kind of um, uh, going into a space where no one's really gone into yet. So, for example, if you ask uh, someone, if I asked you, Jeff, you know, tell me about your education, I think that uh, for typically um, everybody would, t- you would probably tell me where you went to school, right. right, where you went to university. But the thing is, you know, we live in a knowledge economy right now. And what's really interesting is most people don't think about or or turn first to, you know, well, here's all the things that I learned last year. And I think that that's the interesting thing. I know I went to school a couple different times, but the last time it was about 10 years ago. And, uh, but I've learned a lot in the last 10 years. And why are we not talking about that? I'm learning all the time every day. And I think that that's true for most people um, that you'll meet, that we're all learning all the time, every day, and we all learn in different ways. So Degree really exists to tie all of your learning together and to promote lifelong learning and to think about learning a little differently so that you can get credit for all the learning that you do all the time, every day. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, the, the form this takes then, and I, I've got my degree to count so I can, you know, talk about the form it takes, uh, is, you know, you've got the website, um, you've got plugins to web browsers, you've got the, the mobile app, and basically people are just, uh, it, it, it kind of gives them a, a locker, a place to, to keep all of the different types of learning activities that the, the, they've engaged in. Is that the, a good way to put it? That's exactly right. If you think about um, a learning profile is a good way to think about it. You're, you know, if you're at a, at a corporate company, so you mentioned that I've worked for a couple of large companies, you know, in my career, I worked at Sun, I worked at Yahoo, I worked at LinkedIn, and I did 
um, a lot of learning in all of those places. Yet, um, a lot of times, well, in, in every case, all the learning that I had, um, uh, stayed with the company that I was at rather than follow me wherever I go. So if you think about degreed also as your, as your lifelong learning profile and that you always get to keep track of all the learning that you do at all the companies you were at, regardless of, of that, that's a great way to, to think about it as well. And it's not just learning that you had, you know, at your company. Most companies have a, a learning management system where, where they'll serve up, you know, certain types of formal or informal formal courses. But those are only a few of the things that you're learning every day. And uh, people learn by watching videos. And, you know, you can see that the paradigm shift that I was talking about earlier, if you think about what Coursera and Khan Academy are doing in TED Talks and YouTube, when you ask people how they typically learn, the first thing they don't, they think about is usually not the corporate classes that your employer um, offers, but sometimes those are in that portfolio. Um, so if you think about being able to capture all of that learning, whether it's reading a book or listening to a podcast like the one we're doing right now, that's a form of learning. And so um, Degree offers a way to capture, to connect all of that together and to capture it in a learning profile and to really give you a good picture of, of what kind of, how, how you're developing yourself and your skills over time. And this is, this is great for the individual lifelong learner, but I assume too, there's some way to to face that out to the world, uh, you know, for an employee, uh, I mean, an employer uh, to get a view into whether it's current employees or prospective employees, kind of how they're learning in those, in those less formal ways, you know, the non LMS type ways that you were talking about. Is that, is that correct? That is correct. And um, a lot of um, the customers that we have um, with degree right now are finding um, that it's uh, it's really helping learning leaders and learning professionals get a much better sense of how people are learning every day when they're actually capturing it. Because the the truth is is that uh, people, as I mentioned before, are learning all the time um, in a lot of different ways. But it, learning professionals are not um, necessarily able to know what people are learning or be able to capture it or be able to view it. So if you imagine a scenario where you have an open profile and you can see what your employees are learning if they if they open up their profile to you and you have a better sense of um, of their entire learning rather than just a few uh, courses that they might have taken out, out of an LMS. Right, right. I mean, it seems like an extremely extremely important and inevitable shift uh, for us to be making. Now, I, I'm wondering, though, um, I mean, you're, if I understand correctly, you're, you're quite new um, to degree. You came over from LinkedIn not too long ago. Um, okay. Yeah, and, I mean, and the company's been going for a while, going down, you know, the, this path of uh, providing the, the learning profile um, and building the company. You're really the, you know, the, the first chief learning officer why did Degree decide that uh, it needed a chief learning officer, and, and why was now the right time for that? Yeah, that's a great question, and I think that um, uh, most most companies that um, that care about learning, which I would say is probably all of them, have some sort of learning leader role, whether that's uh, you know a, a CLO title or or a different type of learning leader role, and I think that. Um, 
it's incredibly important. My role at I was a chief learning officer at um, at LinkedIn, a lead, uh, learning leader at Yahoo and um, Sun Microsystems, and I think that the role in general of an of a CLO is to help drive the internal learning strategy, making sure that um, people are um, learning what are, you're evangelizing learning internally, basically, and putting together learning strategies there. So if you think about a company like Degree that's focused on learning, it seems a natural evolution that they would want somebody to be championing that for um, for the employees in their company as well, but I but I have to say my role is a little unique in that um, we're, I'm really focusing on three major areas as degreed CLO. The first is being that internal CLO, make, making sure that as a company, our employees are embracing lifelong learning, that they're learning every day, that they're using our product that we know uh, what we should be offering to them and, and just creating an amazing learning culture. And, but secondly, and I think that this is, you know, also the ties back to the question of why now I, I, there is a, a huge paradigm shift happening in the world of learning. And I think it really means that we have to think differently about learning. And um, it, I, for a long time, ever since I got into the learning field, we've had a, somewhat of an antiquated model of, of learning. I think we've taken into the corporate world what we learned in uh, kind of the university model of, of getting up and lecturing and doing a lot of classroom training and really the kind of command and control where, where, we just, where the learning organization decides what people learn and then they learn it. But the truth is things are moving much too fast these days to keep up with what everybody needs to learn. And so I think the role of learning leaders is actually changing significantly. And I think that, so the other part of my role is really to evangelize the future of learning and to help people think differently about learning and where we're going and um, in learning. Because I think that um, if, if L&D organizations are going to remain relevant, I think we, we have to move beyond the antiquated models and think about how people are learning every day and, and go inspire people rather than try to um, uh, control. And I think the other part of, of degree is around, you know, part of what we do is we have the ability to create pathways um, custom curated pathways of learning for people, but then people have the ability to also create their own, um, their own custom learning paths or career paths. So I think that that's the other thing is if, if, you know, if a learning organization can think about themselves as more enabling learning and inspiring learning and having everybody be involved in the learning process, I think that, um, we will be incredibly more effective in, in how we drive that. So that's the second part of my role is really evangelizing the future of learning and getting people to think differently about how we as a function should be um, operating in, in the world. And then the, the last uh, part of my role is, you know, we are a learning company. And so, um, so focusing on learning is, is a huge part of that. And just as when I was at, um, at LinkedIn, um, you know, we always made sure that everybody had an amazing profile when they were at LinkedIn. At, um, at uh, Degreed, we're also making sure that people are learning every day and that um, 
and that they're really embracing what we're doing and that we're using our product. But not just so we can use our product. We're, I'm also working with our customers who have implemented degrees at their at degreed at their company so that we can understand what um, how how that's going, how we can help support them, how we can help actually make our product even better based on some of the feedback um, that um, that we're getting from them because you know this is. Um, this is really a movement, I think, that we're um, that we're embarking on, and so I think that uh, so the the people that are embracing this and moving forward, we're going to work together to kind of move this move this forward. So it sounds like, in, in some ways, both working in, with customers, but then also just with Degreed's own employees. I mean, you kind of are the um, the, the ultimate testing environment uh, for the the platform to see what's working, what may need to be considered for the the future. I mean, are you are you putting that kind of feedback into the design and development process for for the platform? Absolutely. I mean, that's a big part of it is to say. Um, you know, if we're a learning company and we have a learning product that we're using every day and we're, and we have a feedback loop where we can actually, um, help our product get better every day by how we're using it and how we understand our customers are using it, that's a big part of it. So we can actually, uh, build that back into the product, which, uh, which I think is, um, is crucial, you know, if you're, if you're going to be, you know, the best out there. Um, I think the other part too is, is, you know, in terms of evangelizing, um, this different way of thinking about learning, it's important to get, um, to get thought leaders and CLOs in the industry, really having a voice in what we're, in what we're doing and how this movement is going. And so the other thing I'm doing is actually, um, uh, creating a CLO learning leader community where we can get together, use degree to actually, um, share thoughts and, uh, share content and, um, and really think about how we can move this forward together because it's not just, um, one company. It's, it's all of us together that are actually going to have the biggest impact. Yeah, wow, great. That that sounds uh, incredibly valuable. I, I'm wondering because um, those CLOs, I'm sure, are very receptive to this. Uh, you're somebody who evangelizes learning; is very open to this. But uh, I mean, for for the model overall, um, you know, for what Degree is trying to do. I mean, what do you see as some of the biggest roadblocks to to success to to making this, you know, just a everyday household thing that everybody does? Right, that's a great question, and I think some of it comes back to. Um, what we talked about before that we have a bit, a bit of an antiquated system. I think that the learning industry, if you think about where we've been in the last uh, 20 years, people have been relying a lot on, on learning management systems to kind of drive, um, drive the learning in the organization and, and depending on, um, um, on learning leaders to be more prescriptive and controlling what we're what we're doing, and I think that there's still a place for all of that um, there. But I think that um, in order for for us to all embrace it, we we need to be thinking differently. And if people don't see the need, I, I think whenever I talk to uh, learning people out in the industry, they're they're not really satisfied with what's happening right mm. now. But I think that there's a reluctance to say, okay, I'm 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 going to change right away because I really I'm, I don't know what the what the alternative is. And actually, helping people see what that alternative can be, I think, can really help people um, move move forward with it. And you know, everything that is a change is sometimes hard. You're going to get your like any um, 
like any shift, you're going to get your early adopters. You're going to get people who are going to wait and see a little bit to see how others are succeeding with this. And then you'll get um, the rest of the people. And I think that, um, that the more we can talk about how this is working and how we're moving forward, that will really help um, remove some of the roadblocks um, to, to making this successful. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you know, as you're suggesting and, and have throughout this interview, I mean, we're, this is a, a time of huge change that's going on right now. So there's bound to be some some pain that, that comes along with uh, all of the opportunities. Um, I, I'm wondering, though, I mean, as somebody, you know, who is immersed in learning, who is a, a learning professional, um, I mean, what, what in addition to... Uh, degrees model do you see out there and you know might be an emerging trend it might actually be another company uh but what what else has you excited out there right now that's going on in this changing learning landscape well i think what really excites me is the fact that um and it's kind of a a blessing and a curse at the same time is i'm so excited about um, all the amazing content that's out there. It's mm. like, there's never been more great content out there. It's just a matter. It's just, I think people are o- overwhelmed with the amount of content that's out there and are oftentimes wondering, how do I know what is the best content to pick and, and, um, really sifting through all of that. And I think that's another, um, another way that, you know, degree can help is because you can actually help curate content. And what I mean by curating content is I always give this example and I gave it when, you know, in, in my prior roles too, it's like when people are looking to how to learn something, oftentimes the first thing they'll do is they'll go to Google and do a Google search and say they're wanting to learn more about social media. So they do that search and maybe they'll get, you know, thousands of hits on things for social media. And then they're hoping that some of the first ones are maybe some of the best ones, but they have to sift through all that information. And I think that there's a lot of, like, like I said earlier, I'm very excited about the fact that there's tons of great content out there, but how do you help people find the best content in the most effective, you know, in the quickest way, what, when they need, when they need something, they want it now and they want the best content available. And so that's where I, I'm excited about the new role that learning um, organizations can embrace around saying that's where we can add a lot of value is actually curating content for people so that they can easily find the best, whether that be the content that you've created at your own company um, or or free content that's out there or content that um, is high quality but in a paid subscription um, because there's a lot of companies doing some amazing things out there with – you know, with longer form videos, with micro learning, with other things, but, um, and degree is pretty content agnostic. It's about, it's about connecting all those things together. We're also LMS agnostic. It's like, we, we understand that there's, um, that there's compliance training and other tracking that needs to happen. So we just connect up your, whatever LMS and a lot of companies have several LMSs and they don't really know how to feed information back and forth between those. So, uh, and I, the idea that you could actually take all of that content and bring it together and curate it into pathways and recommend certain pieces of content to your, to your colleagues or see what peers or experts are learning and actually look at it that way. That's pretty exciting to think that L and D can, uh, learning and development can involve into that kind of a model where we embrace that, where we say we're not going to f- fight the fact that everybody's learning all over the place, every everywhere. Let's embrace that and help them find the best. 
yeah. that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. And I, I mean, that curation issue, I mean, that's been out there for years and people have been re- uh, wrestling with it. And I think, you know, we've, we've kind of reached this point where Google is sort of our default curator, but that may not be the best thing in the world because, you know, Google may not bring up the things that are actually, you know, the best for learning, you know, so really developing those other avenues to make sure we do get at the content that is best uh, for learning, I think is incredibly important. Now, maybe, um, yeah. And, yeah. and I think that when you think about Google, just to make a distinction there, um, there's a difference between content aggregators and content curators. I think mm. aggregators just bring it all together like a Google and say, you know, here's everything that possibly you could want. So I'm going to pull it all together, maybe under a topic area, but it's not really helping you find the best. And that's where the curation comes in is actually people, um, people deciding or helping to decide, you know, what's, what's the best, but it's not just the L and D org. It could be subject matter experts who, you know, for example, say you're in in engineering and you're a Java expert and you curate content for others to learn about Java. That's an example of, um, of curated versus aggregation. Yeah, definitely. Um, And it's, uh, I think it's going to be both a, a rapidly evolving area and one that's absolutely critical in, in the coming years. Maybe um, switching gears a, a little bit here, though, because I know, you know, you're, you're very immersed in learning right now, very passionate about it, um, but it was, wasn't always your focus as a professional. You talk about this some, I think, on your, your LinkedIn profile and other places that I've read. Um, I mean, was there a, a particular event or, or a turning point in your past that made you decide learning is really where it's at? This is what I need to be doing going forward. Yes, it's actually um, an interesting, especially in retrospect, to think about how how that evolved. And I think that um, I, I, my story is not necessarily unique in that um, when I, you know, when I first entered the work world, I, you know, the most important thing was is that I, you know, that I wanted to get a, a good job, and I kind of fell into my career rather than than actually planning it out. And that was, that was a a kind of a good thing. I took opportunities where, where they came up, but I started out actually doing uh, product development and that led to another opportunity in my career at this, at the same company where, um, where I actually made a shift and went into corporate, um, corporate strategy doing acquisition integration. And I kept getting great opportunities for my career to learn and to grow and to, to do new things, which I thought was, you know, amazing. And I love that. And I highly recommend that for people because I think, you know, when you think about your career transformation, everybody wants to uh, learn and grow and have new opportunities. And, but I think the other really important thing is people really want to find purpose and passion in their life and find, you know, make a difference with the work that they, they are doing. And I think that those two things, um, came to me at a, at a point where I had to step back and ask questions about where I was in my career. So I was doing acquisition integration and I was successful and I was having, I was learning a lot. I was having fun. And then I thought, well, do I want to be, you know, am I passionate about this and do I want to be doing this for the, you know, the rest of my career? And I really had to think about where I wanted to um, have the most impact in my career and where I, re- what I was really truly passionate about. And so I did some soul searching and I realized, you know, learning was 
the thing for me. It had been something that even when I was um, undergrad, an English major thought that maybe I wanted to teach at the university level. So I kind of went back to my roots and thought learning is what I really really wanted to focus on. And I was fortunate enough to get an opportunity to move within my same company into the learning field under a mentor, you know, somebody who gave me um, an opportunity to, to do that. And then I went back to school and, and got my master's um, in instructional and performance technology at the same time. But I'll tell you, I, I have never looked back from there. I'm just, it, it's, it, it felt, um, it felt right. And it feels like um, it's such an important um, area to focus on, not only at the corporate level, but at the university level, at in the nonprofit sector. It's just learning is everywhere, and it's important to everyone, and it can really help um, transform lives and change the world. And so that's how it kind of evolved for me. That's a great story, and not, not dissimilar to my to my own in, in some ways. Um, I'm interested, you know, as you as you've gone down this path. Um, and, you know, been developing your capabilities, both as a, as a leader in general and then, you know, as a, a leader of learning more specifically. I mean, are there particular people or, or other sources that, uh, that you've found particularly inspiring that, you know, have helped, you know, help you take that next step? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, that you know, the first... Um, you know, the first person, Carrie Williard, who was our CLO at Sun Microsystems, I think was a huge uh, inspiration for me in terms of, um, you know, me getting into the learning field and under and learning. She had she knew so many people in the learning community and connected me there. And I think that that still lives on today, that there are a lot of great, passionate people in the learning industry. And I think um, talking to that are our community and what people are doing because people are in learning for a reason, right? Because they're most, most people in learning are pretty passionate about it. And I think that, um, talking to people in the community and getting, getting inspired by what others are doing in pockets of, um, of their worlds is really, um, really, I think I learn from it, from it every day. And I think, um, it's, uh, it's, it's the, we, we can all learn from each other. For sure, and I'm sure it hasn't been a completely smooth path the whole way. I mean, did, did you hit stumbling blocks? Are there any <laughs> you know major failures that you point to that you know ultimately set you up for success? Yeah, I I, I think that um, you know I'm a, I'm a firm believer in uh, learning from setbacks and failures, and that we shouldn't be. A, I, I've been fortunate enough to work for companies that have been very open-minded about, you know, try things out and see if they work. And if it doesn't work, that's okay. You know, we'll, we'll go back and we'll try something else. I think that the lesson I learned though, um, along the way is, is that if you're too invested in, um, in the solution and you spend too much time on it, you're less apt to say, okay, that didn't work and I'm mm-hmm. ready to move on. So I think that with some of the failures, it's, it's been more like, okay, we didn't invest too much time in this. We tried, we tried this out and it didn't really work, but we learned something along the way and now we're going to try something else. So, so that's kind of generic. I think, um, more specifically, um, I, I think the challenges that, um, and I don't think I'm alone in the learning industry with this too, is, is that it's not just learning leaders. If we decide that um, we realize that the learning field is changing and we want to do that, some of the obstacles are around other people that you're working with, their stakeholders in your companies that aren't necessarily at the same place as you are with, 
learning. They don't think about it every day like like we do and think right. about um, what what needs to change. So I think um, one of the biggest obstacles is you know people who aren't uh, who are a little resistant to the change and they're they're used to just saying, hey, can I can I have a classroom training and um, or you know develop a PowerPoint training when there's probably 50 great PowerPoint trainings that already exist. So a lot of the stakeholders and um, and people who are not really thinking about how important this change is, I think can sometimes be obstacles. So I think that's, that's a big challenge for, it's been a challenge for me personally, and I think it's a challenge, challenge for us as learning professionals is just to learn how to, how to bring people along with us and uh, get champions to, to help us move and try things differently and, and to help the movement. Yeah. And an important and, and often very difficult, uh, lesson to, to learn or skill to master. What well, as we're kind of heading down the, the home stretch here, you know, we, we always ask guests on the podcast what their own lifelong learning habits are. Um, in your case, I feel like I need to be more specific because uh, I'm going to, going to assume that degreed is part of your lifelong learning habit. So can you, can you tell us about, you know, some of the, the categories and content that are most important to you in, in your own degreed learning profile right now? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the um, so I've been really enjoying. I've been um, at Degreed uh, about a little about five weeks now, and so um, relatively new. But I'm a I'm a lifelong learner. I'm passionate about learning, and so I'm clearly using. Um, I'm finding it great to use our product to actually track what I'm learning. Some of the things. So some of the the thing the topics that I'm really focused on are around. Um, are around culture and values um, of a company because I really believe that um, that if you have the right co- and this kind of goes back to the earlier state the earlier question that you just out- asked about obstacles I really believe that um, if a company has the right values and they feel like it's part of their mission to invest in people and that learning is a part of what they really want people to do at the company and that you can really create an amazing learning culture and that it will promote lifelong learning. So I'm learning a lot about how, how people think about culture and how it's, is it, is it really something that people walk the walk on every day or is it something, or at your company, is it just sayings on a wall and you don't, and you don't really think about it. But I think in thinking about, so I'm learning about that. One of the ways that I do that is I listen to, um, HBR podcast. I'm reading a lot of books. I'm reading a lot of articles. I'm, I'm doing research and everything that I do, I'm then tracking on degree. So I'm doing a little bit of that every day. And I may, I probably spend an hour, at least an hour a day on my daily learning habit. And then I track that. So that's, that's been effective. The other thing I've been learning about is, um, um, really um, thinking about this idea of motivation and how you actually help learning be a habit in your Mm -hmm. everyday life. Because I think it's a skill that you, that you learn. I, I, I love Daniel Pink's book uh, drive and he talks a lot about human motivation and, and the fact that people want autonomy, mastery and purpose in their life. But this autonomy thing is I, I think a big thing because it goes back to this whole notion of how you inspire people to want to learn because I think when you when you're forcing people to learn particular things they may be a little more resistant to whether uh, 
to rather than if you're inspiring them and helping them to want to learn regardless of what that is. So that's the second thing I've been learning about and using a lot of the same um, uh, methods for that. But And then I think the last thing is, is that learning in the context of your, um, of your career development, because I think a lot of times learning, um, and I learned this when I was developing uh, a learning platform at LinkedIn as well for our internal employees, because every company I've been at so far, we've tried to build something because there, because there just wasn't something out there that would really have this learner centric uh, approach and to do what we wanted it um, to do. And what I realized is sometimes learning is so out of context for people. So, um, when I, when I, when you think about sending people to a portal for learning or something like that, and they get there and they say, okay, well, this is cool. And I see a lot of learning there, but I don't really know where to start. I think I'm, I'm, I think that learning, it's really important to have learning in the context of your career goals or your career trajectory, because regardless of whether you're somebody who's just finishing college and they're looking for their um, their first job or whether you're in a job and you're trying to get better at the job you already have or whether you're dreaming about your your dream job or your next big career move, we all want to have those goals and we all want to, uh, I think, uh, move forward in our career path. So if you can put learning in the context of your career I think that's um, that's really really important, and I think it, it motivates people and it uh, inspires people, and it gives them a goal with which to work. So I'm so I'm learning a lot about that area as well, just lear- learning in the context of of careers and skill building and that. So those are the topics, and th- those are some of the ways that I'm learning. I still go to sometimes I go to in person workshops and. And, uh, and other events that will help me learn. And, um, but a lot of my learning is more informal with through books and podcasts and, and articles and talking to people too, which is always like we're talking today. Right. And well, you made several points there that uh, really resonated. Serendipitously, I just wrote something last week about uh, a career path and imploring uh, some of my colleagues in the uh, association world to really be thinking about career path more and how uh, they're uh, communicating their vision of learning. And, and I think that that motivation question is just so interesting. We could probably have a, a, a whole conversation just just around that. So f- fantastic stuff. Uh, th- thanks for that peek into, uh, into your lifelong learning profile. So as, as we're wrapping up here. Um, can you make sure that uh, people know how to find uh, Degreed and then and to the extent that, the, that you're open to it, how they can connect with you? Oh, absolutely. So um, if you want to learn more about Degreed, um, you can go to um, Degreed.com and you can sign up for your own learning uh, profile as an individual. And if you're fortunate enough to have your company doing Degreed, you'll have um, that profile will be imported into your company's um, um, instance of degreed. And it, I would love to hear, um, again, I'm learning all the time and I think that there's some amazing, uh, learning, uh, leaders, learning, uh, professionals, thought leaders that are doing amazing things around learning. And I think, uh, as I said earlier, we all learn from, from each other. And so I'd love to hear from you and you can reach me at it's very simple, Kelly at degreed dot com and uh, we can continue the conversation it's uh, it would be my pleasure well great well kelly thanks so much for taking the time to, to be on the leading learning podcast well i really appreciate it. it's been uh, it's been fun to talk to you today
That wraps up our interview with Kelly Palmer. As we're exiting, we'll mention our fall event, the Leading Learning Symposium, once more. To get information about that, you can go to symposium.leadinglearning.com. And again, thanks to WebCourseWorks for sponsoring this podcast episode. To get show notes for this episode, just go to leadinglearning.com forward slash episode 40. And while you're there, you'll also see that there are various options for subscribing to the podcast. We hope you're already subscribed, but if you are not and you're getting value out of the podcast, please take one of those opportunities to get it delivered straight to your iPhone or, or other mobile device. And we would really appreciate it if you'd take just a minute to give us a rating on iTunes. To do that, you can go to leadinglearning.com slash iTunes. We really would be grateful because this makes a world of difference in helping others find the podcast. And finally, speaking of helping others find the podcast, if you would share it out with your world, we'd be really grateful. You can send out a tweet simply by going to leadinglearning.com slash share, or if tweeting isn't your cup of tea, just pick another social network and you know put the good word out about the, the Leading Learning Podcast. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Leading Learning Podcast.